Good morning, Restoration Church. Uh, so glad to be here in the house of the Lord this morning. I want to welcome everyone watching us online and from our Plymouth and Milton location. We are so glad that you're tuning in. Hey, since it's Mother's Day, just uh, Pastor Nate wished all of you here, but I want to wish everyone who's watching us online from all our locations, happy Mother's Day. Come on, church, one more time. Let's give it up. And I guess my parents are watching from Kuwait, so hi, Mother's Day, Mom. God bless you. So thankful that you are in my life. So, hey, as we have started this new series last week called Beyond Blessed, and it talks about how we can be a good steward of our finances. I want to continue with this teaching, with this series. And today, as I was preparing this uh, sermon this week, a powerful testimony got my attention. And it's from one of our church people at Restoration Church. And they wrote this testimony. They wrote, they got married in October 2018. They brought together their individual financial messes and combined them and gave it to God. And they began tithing as a married couple in 2019. And they took that decision and they started tithing and giving to God. And what they wrote was so powerful. They said this, not only God has increased our household income by almost 30% annually, but he has already given us a brand new baby too. What a blessing. And, and one, of the, one of the things that captured my heart was the last sentence that they wrote. They wrote this and they ended their testimony. They wrote this, trust him, put him first, and he will bless you. We, we think about that so often, trust him, trust God, and believe in him. But that moment that when I read that testimony, that captured me, trust him, put him first, and he will bless you. And today, I want to title my sermon as this, First Things First. First Things First. And turn with me to your Bible. Turn with me to Malachi chapter 3, verse 7 to 12. Malachi chapter 3, verses 7 to 12. I'll be reading out of New American Standard Version. Malachi chapter 3, verses 7 to 12. It reads like this. I don't know if you can see that, but it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Good thing I have my verses written down here so I don't have to look at the screen. So it reads like this. From the days of your fathers, you have turned away from my statues and you have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of armies. But you say, how shall we return? Would anyone rob God? Yet you are robbing me. Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have you robbed me? in tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me and the entire nation of you. What a powerful statement. What a powerful statement that God is telling the Israelites people that stop robbing me. Sometimes when we live in this fast-paced 
life in this world and a lot of things that are happening and moving forward and we get along with that and move forward with that, sometimes we need God to come into our lives and say, listen, listen, Stephen, stop robbing me. Stop it. We need that attention. God comes into our lives with this more sparkle of, of things that he catches our attention. And here, this is a reminder for all the Israelites people. Not because they don't, they didn't, they don't know the goodness of God. They have tasted. They have tasted the goodness of God. They have seen the miracle working power of God over and over in their lives. But yet, but yet, church, they forgot that God was away. And they're asking a question to God. How? How, God? What, are you crazy? Are you crazy? You're asking, you stop robbing? And they're asking, how, God, how are we supposed to return back to you? How are we return? How are we supposed to return back to you? This is why our good, gracious Father in heaven Good, gracious Father in heaven came down and helped us to prioritize him in our first place. Church, listen. If God is not in our first place today, if you don't listen to any of my preaching, if you don't get anything out of my preaching today, leave with this, please. If God is not your first priority in life, don't let God ask you, stop robbing me. Stop robbing me. We need to place our first priority as God. We don't have to replace him. It's a dangerous place. Here, here we, when we read it, we can see when priorities change from God to material things in Israel's life, they didn't even know that God left them. They didn't even know God left them. What a strange place. What a strange place. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm like, it's like Pastor Nate is the lead pastor and he doesn't even serve God. That's the same, same situation. They know, they know the goodness of God. They have been with God. They know everything about God. They served him and they think that they're doing and pleasing God. And yet God is asking, you're robbing me. You have... You're not, I'm not even with you. And today is God asking the same thing to us. Is God is the first priority in our lives. It's so important, church. It's so important, especially in this generation, especially now. The days are ending soon. We know it. Jesus is going to come back soon. And are, is he the first priority in our lives? It's so important. Bible talks about several instances in, in our lives, in, in Bible, that, that gives more important, that shows God is teaching us that he needs to be the first priority. And when we go back to Genesis, when God spoke to Adam and Eve and said, listen, here is the whole garden. Enjoy, enjoy the rest. Enjoy everything that I made for you except this tree of knowledge. Except this. This is mine. You, you enjoy the rest. And yet, 
yet they disobeyed God. And what happened with their selfish motives? They sinned. And you know the story, the sin entered the world. Just one commandment, one, one instruction from God to put him first. And yet people failed. Another instance was when God spoke to Moses and gave the 10 commandments. He said, the first commandment, he said this, you shall have no gods before me. In Exodus chapter 20 verse three, it says very clearly, you shall have no gods before me. What does that mean? Don't replace God with anything else, church. It's very clear in the Bible. It's very clear in the Bible. Stop replacing God with anything. It can be anything. It can be your relationship. It can be money. It can be, it can be anything in this world. Stop replacing God. He has clearly instructed us. And today, I want to say this. If we and you and me want to live a beyond blessed life, God needs to be in the first. That symbol. If you want to be, we are talking about beyond blessed. I believe God created us to have that beyond blessed life. I believe that God created us to have that, have that life of harvest. I believe that God created us to have that plentiful and to experience that beyond blessed life. But, but only one instruction for us is that God needs to be first. God needs to be first in order for us to have that beyond blessed life. It's so vital, church. In the Bible, when we look, look in the Bible, we have 36 parables that Jesus talks. 36 parables. And within that 36 parables, 16 of them talks about the attitude, attitude towards money. 16 of them, so important. If it wasn't important, God wouldn't write instructions such. And over 500 verses in the Bible talk about faith. Over 500 verses in the Bible talks about prayer. But over 2,000 verses in the Bible talks about money. Tell me, church, money is not important. Tell me God doesn't care about money. He does care about money. He does care about how we spend money. He does care about everything that we, we, we do with money. Some people say, oh, I'm, I'm tithing 10%. That's good enough. As the offering bucket goes, they say, oh, I'm giving 10%. That's enough. No, that's not enough. You think 90, the rest 90 is yours? No, that's not yours, church. That's still God's. Pastor Nate touched base this last week. He said, everything is God. He created us. Let's not get into that mentality that I'm tithing 10% and rest 90 is mine and I can do whatever I need. No, church. No, that's, that's not wrong. That, that is wrong. Hear me out. I want, to, I want you and me to live a beyond blessed life. I want the church 
to, to receive that beyond, beyond blessing. I want us to be the light to the people who are struggling financially. So us as a church, us as a body of Christ, we need to know the importance of church. We need to know why, why we have to tithe. Why we, why we need to give to the kingdom. Is it because God, God is greedy? Is it because you may ask why God needs our money? Why is he asking 10% of our payroll? Why God is asking money every single time? Why church is talking about offering? Why church is talking about money all the time? Because it's one of the important topics in the Bible church. It's one of the important topics that many churches don't even speak now because they're too scared to lose the crowd. They're too, too scared. But I'm so glad the Restoration Church, we preach the gospel. We preach the gospel, whether it's money, whether it's sin, whether it's restoration and healing, we preach it all because we want you to win. That's our one of the motto in our Restoration Church. We help people win. We want to see people, people, people get excited when they walk into this building. We need to talk about money. Money is important thing. God created so that we can enjoy it, not to just be a burden for it. He created that money so that we can enjoy. He's not interested in your money, church. He's interested in our hearts. This is the right teaching. He wants to help us to keep our hearts set and focused on him. That's why he required us to tithe. That's why he required us to give to the kingdom because he wants to set our hearts and our minds and our lives focused on him. Not on the money, not on the money, but to focus on him as we give, as I shared the testimony. What a powerful testimony. Trust him, put him first and see how God blesses us. It's a powerful testimony. Giving to God is not legalism. It's not legalism. It's a life that we get to do. It's a life that we get to be part of. You know how lucky we are to give to the missions? You know how lucky we are as a church that we build that, that water supplies in that orphanage? In this past week, when we were sitting in that Invest conference, my heart was so touched by a missionary that shared $7, $7. They can feed a child for a whole month in Philippines. Think about that, church. Think about the value of money. Think about the opportunities that we get to be part of. $7. It's a meal in Burger King. It's a meal in Burger King, or maybe more. And how many times we eat from outside? How many times? I'm guilty. When I'm hungry, I just go to Burger King. I just eat burgers. You know, it's, it's fun. It's fun to do, but... But when she shared that testimony, I was so touched by that. 
$7 for a whole entire month to feed a child in Philippines. And yet, we neglect that part and we think we can do whatever with our tithes and offerings. No, church. My heart is so broken when, we, when I see people not stewarding their finances correctly. But I'm telling you, God does not need our money. He needs your heart this morning. He needs our hearts, church. Some people say, I'm tithing 10%. I'm giving God. I'm giving to the church. I'm giving to the missions. Just because you give to the church doesn't mean that you got the permission to buy God. Just because you say you're giving to God or to Restoration Church doesn't mean that you can play God. No, church, there is nothing like that. God loves us equally. And God wants us as a church to be a good steward of, the, of our finances. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it says, God loves a cheerful giver. Cheerful giver. It's not like, oh, man, it's, it's that serious. They talk about money. Here, $10. Oh, man, again? Pastor Nate, are you kidding me? Again, you're talking about money? Here, I'll give $20. Oh, again, Pastor Jeremy, you're talking about this? Oh, give me a break. Here, $10 again. No. If you're you're giving that way, please don't give. Please don't give. I know I'm that preacher, but, but don't get me wrong, church. Don't get me wrong. Hear my heart. Don't give that way. Bible clearly says God loves a cheerful giver. Everyone, put that smile on your face. Cheerful giver. Cheerful giver. Not, uh, here you go, $10. No, cheerful giver. That's what pleases God's heart. Now, you can give 100 bucks. You can give 1,000 bucks. You can give $10,000 to the kingdom, yet you wouldn't please God. Why? Because you're not being cheerful. And I want to challenge you. Be a cheerful giver this morning. When you walk out of the building or you're, if you're giving online, give it with an assurance. Yes, I'm going to change the world with my giving. Yes, I'm going to end that hunger in Philippines. Yes, I'm going to provide many families with food for one month. It only takes $7. I'm going to double that, $14. I'm going to give it because I get that opportunity to change the world, church. It's so important. And you may ask, how do you put God first in our finances? Very clearly, Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, it says this, honor the Lord, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will be brewing over with new wine. So clear instruction, honor the Lord with 
your wealth. Honor the Lord. When I was, I'm living here for last six years and all that last five years, I was in Maine in Bible college, me and my wife. And uh, we, we ended our education from, from that college. And last five years, me and my wife, we never worked. We couldn't work because of our immigration. We had, I had to take care of my wife. I had to take care of the family. And we had a baby girl that was born. I had to take care of her. Let me tell you, church, last five, hear me, hear me out. Last five years, I never earned any single penny. But yet, I'm standing here alive. I never starved to death. I never had any problems surviving. I had no every need I had. Not just me, my wife, my family, my baby, every need that we had as a family, God met. You know why? Because even though we didn't earn anything, even though we didn't have much money in our, in our savings, even though we didn't have much to give, we always made sure in our life, we always made sure whatever, whatever things that we, we get, we will give a portion of it to missions. And if randomly, randomly people will come to us and give here $100, random. I have people who wrote $1,000 check whom we never spoke of, whom we just barely knew. They just came and said, hey, God spoke to us to give $1,000 to you. And we were shocked. We were like crying. You know why? Because we know the importance of giving. And we prioritize that with God. Even though we didn't have much to give, church. Even though we didn't have much. You know, it's hard to live in a, in a, in a foreign land. This is, this is not our homeland. And I, I, we couldn't work. We couldn't do anything. And still, if God can, God can provide for us as a foreigner living in the United States and studying and getting out the bachelor's degree with debt free. No, I, we don't own anything. We don't own anything. Come on, yeah. We owe nothing to, the, to anyone. You know why? Because we knew the importance of putting God first in our finances. And I want to challenge you today. As we... As we move forward with life, let me tell you, church, put God first. Put God first and test him. The Bible says in Malachi chapter, the same, same verses, three verse eight, I believe, it says, put me to test. That's what, that's what it says, put me to test. and God will bless you. I'm gonna call the band up put me to test. If I was you, if I was you, I would grab that opportunity. I would grab that opportunity where God is telling us to put him to test. God is asking us, listen, you don't believe me? Put me to test. 
And this morning, I want that to be your life. If you're struggling financially, if you're going through things and you say, Pastor Stephen, I don't have much to offer God. I don't have much in my, in my savings. Listen, I didn't have much in my savings either. I didn't have anything, to be honest. But every need that we had, it was met by God. And when, we were, when I was reading this, I was putting God to test because he wrote it in the Bible, put me to test. And today, I'm asking you, church, if you're struggling financially, if you're struggling to give your 10% to God and to the church and giving to the kingdom builders that is beyond your ability to give, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge everyone who's watching us online today. If you're struggling, put God to test and see how he can provide for you how he can provide for not only just your financial status, your marriage, your children, your generation to generation. Put him to test and see how God can change your life. All he's asking this morning, all he's asking this morning from us is to prioritize him, put him in the first place. Church, don't replace him. Don't replace him. Put him to test and see how faithful God is. And I wanna, I wanna end with this. Believe God, trust him, and see how God is faithful to you. Put him first. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that God, you have given us this opportunity to bless this nation, God. God, let us not have this mentality to, to use our money in whatever ways we want to, God. But let us be a good steward of your, of your resources because you have blessed us with all these resources, God. And we are so thankful that we get to be a part of it and we, can, we get to be part of this and changing lives, God, changing worlds. With your, with your ability, Jesus. And it help us, Jesus, today as we are moving in this world and all the things around us is going down and chaotic. Help us to replace, God. Help us to replace everything that is not yours. And God, we want to put you first in everything that we do, in our finances, in our, in our daily basis, God. We want you in our first priority. And we thank you that you are taking care of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, church. Would you stand to your feet? We are going to sing and worship God together.